Whenever I'm done helping people with their problems, I listen to Rico on Treks and Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and it is September 20th, 2020. Ooh, a lot of 20s. And uh, today is, uh, well, that is today. And <laughs> um, should I start over? Nah, why should I start over? Uh, it is show 787. It's been two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, I did the 15th anniversary live show. That was fun. It's up on Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com forward slash uh, Trekkie. You can find it there. There's also links to it on the main treksandsci-fi.com webpage and on the Facebook group. But uh, I was planning on doing a show last week. A few things came up, so I didn't. Uh, so I am back now for the first time as I guess we go into, is it technically year 16 now? Is that how it works? Who knows? Does it matter? Nah. Anyway... <laughs> I, I think I had said that I was going to do a show where I posted some something up somewhere. I was going to do like a sci-fi comedy show. Change of plans. Uh, this week, what we are going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about, and hopefully you will be listening, is um, I had this idea when I woke up today, probably partially based on a movie I watched last night, uh, but I want to do a show about um, kind of like androids, robots, artificial intelligence, uh, it's uh, there's been a lot of movies and TV, but there's been a, a, a group of movies in the last few years that have had a lot of that going on in it. Uh, I'm thinking, well, I watched this movie last night called Archive uh, and there was a movie called Rep. Is it Replicas? I think it's called Replicas with Keanu Reeves. A few others um, fall into this category, but. I find it kind of fascinating, especially with some things that have been going on or coming out in the news lately, this idea of somehow putting a, a human consciousness into a computer. Well, I think we're still a few years away from that, Elon Musk, but we'll talk more about that, other things, what's been going on with me the last couple of weeks. Uh, hope everybody's doing well, staying safe still. Um, it's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. This is a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. All right, I am back. So just had a little um, drink of green tea. It is, uh, here's your Michigan weather report. We've, we've turned, the weather's turned a little cooler here. 
we've actually, I've clicked the heat on, the furnace on, and it is, we've had a, like a, let's see, yesterday morning it was 35 Fahrenheit. Today it's about, was about 40 Fahrenheit when we woke up. We're still getting into the 60s during the day. I know for people who have been burning up and my thoughts are are with you guys out in the in the West uh, with all the fires and the hot weather and, and down South, I think they've still, still having some pretty hot weather. The, um, it's, uh, it, it, for some people, this is a welcome change. You know, you have a hot summer and then it cools off and a lot of people in Michigan go, oh, that's so much better. And while these days are kind of pleasant, uh, I'm a summer guy. I like hot weather. I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't get enough of it. Truthfully, I should live in a, <laughs> I should live down South or in a tropical climate. Uh, I really do love it. And, and, and I think, uh, honestly, as the years go by, my body is a little bit like a little bit more annoyed. We'll call it annoyed, <laughs> a little more annoyed by the cold. Uh, I don't mind winter that much. I've, I've lived in Michigan a long time, most of my life, uh, with a few, a few years of, uh, some time in California, but, um, the, um, Winters here, there, as I've said, I think so many times on the podcast. If you've listened, you you're probably tired of me talking about it, but they do last a long time here. We have a very long period of time where we don't have a lot of sunshine. It, it isn't even really all that nasty, really. That super cold. I mean, we do have a little bit of that occasionally and snow, but it's just the length of time with um, very little sunny days and just cloud cover, and then that, which is. Which I think it's become this, you know, a bit of a problem. You know, there, there's a, there's something called um, SADS. It's, I think it's called a, a seasonal effect disorder, basically based on, you know, people not getting enough sunshine. It, it, it messes with your brain chemistry, your body chemistry. So it is a, it is a real thing. And uh, the fact that I've not been traveling and, and don't see any travel, work travel, or any other kind of travel in the near future... I used to be able to escape a couple times during the winter on a trip somewhere. Like um, there's a car show in, in November that's not really quite in winter yet, but in Vegas that that's, was canceled called SEMA that I won't be going to this fall. Uh, and usually there was another trip somewhere out, either out west or maybe Mexico in the winter, somewhere to to have a little bit of a break. But um, And I know everyone's in that similar kind of a boat, um, although people still seem to be taking vacations, which is shocking. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I get it. I mean, when I say vacations, I mean, actually like going to different States, you know, going far away from where they live. Uh, I've, um, we've never really been big on vacations, truthfully, uh, for a variety of reasons. It's not something that we do regularly, like some people. I mean, I take a day off here and there and days, you know, of course, but going somewhere has always been hard in a way, uh, especially when the kids were younger, and we, we did a couple of family trips and things, but not a lot, truthfully, compared to some people. But yeah, I'm a homebody, frankly. Uh, I like I like my house. I like being here. So the last six months or so haven't really been that hard for me, truthfully, with that part of it, at least. I do feel for all the people with their kids going back to school now. I know that's really, really making things difficult, uh, some hard choices, decisions to, to deal with. And I'm... And, um, I feel you for I feel for you guys. Uh, I I'm kind of glad my kids are older and my grandson is is only two now. So it's a still I'm hoping and by the time he has to go to school things get better. I, I 
I'd be shocked if they're not, uh, kind of in a way. I'm like, come on, you know, guys, can't we, can't we do better? So, uh, all right, that's enough of that rhetoric. Let me tell you, let's see what's been going on with me the last couple of weeks. What's, what's been going on in the geeky world? Um, did the show a couple of weeks ago, the live show that's, uh, you can find that it probably should still be over at Twitch. Um, uh, I'm a, my my handle on Twitch is Rico Trek R I C O T R E K. Uh, Twitch videos don't stay up forever though, so I copied it over to Vimeo. You can watch that show. We only had a few people. Don't usually get a lot uh, to watch the live show. I don't sometimes put out. I feel like enough warning for it. Plus, eh, people are really busy, even on weekends. Maybe even more busy on weekends. And I usually plunk it down, you know, in the middle of a Sunday. So that that limits, you know, who can probably tune in when it's actually, you know, the show's actually going. I, I've occasionally thought about doing it at different times, like during the week. But, you know, even working from home, which, you know, I go over to my office a couple times a week, but mostly working from home still. And, and even with that, it's it's work is 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 just as much or just as busy. It's always been so. I have more energy, more time on the weekends, so that's that's how that works out. But anyway, um, and I've always really basically done Treks and Sci-Fi on, on Sundays. It's my Sunday thing to do generally, unless I'm taking a week off or having a guest host. So, so that's uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. Let's see. Since that time, uh, let me run down what I've been watching. A lot of stuff uh, is is on now. You know, we had a little bit of a drought, I would say, of new content on, on TV a little bit, although there's always a lot of stuff on Netflix and things. But my current rotation of shows, I'm watching, let's see, Raised by Wolves, which is Netflix, sort of a Ridley Scott thing set in the near future some po- at some point. It's a weird show a bit. I, I, I guess I like it. I think I like it. Uh, I think there's only a couple, two, three episodes left. They're doing a weird release schedule. They, they release three episodes um and then they're going to release two episodes or they release two episodes and then another pair of two and then one more i think there's only a total of eight for this season very short they're about an hour long uh it's uh difficult to describe it's set on this uh other planet basically along with there's some definite artificial life in that show i guess i could mention now uh, that sort of ties into our topic. There's, there's a couple of androids very much like a, very much like data, I would say in terms of, I mean, they look human, they mostly act human for the most part, but, but with some additional things going on, I don't want to give away too much. Uh, but, um, so raised by wolves, I'm watching that. I'm watching the second season of Punisher on Netflix, finally getting around to that finishing off the last of the Marvel Netflix shows. I've watched all the others, all the seasons of the rest of the stuff. That's the that's the end of um, the Marvel, uh, at least for now, on Netflix. And now that it, Marvel's basically on Disney, probably won't happen again, uh, at least, you know, unless that changes hands or something. But um, yeah, the second season of Punisher is pretty good. I really like that that show. I think it's, it, it's a little under... Um, talked about it's that it doesn't get the the talk that like daredevil got or 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 you know jessica jones maybe um but um but anyway it's it's uh it's solid it's a solid show uh john bernthal is is that how you say his last name bernthal bernthal uh he's really good as 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 uh frank castle the punisher i think he's he plays him pretty much you know 
pretty good. I, I'm not a huge Punisher like fan. I've not read a lot of the comics, so I am by no means an expert. I would say I'm an expert on X-Men. Uh, in, in Marvel, I'm, I'd say I'm an ex- pretty, pretty good expert on X-Men, Spider-Man, uh, the Fantastic Four, Avengers, a few other things, but those those are my main go-tos. Um, the uh, but Punisher, I never really got into that much. I found him a little bit, frankly, he's a little get it, Frank. His name is Frank, and frankly, but he's kind of two-dimensional. I've always kind of felt a little bit. All right, his you know, not a not a shocker here, and no spoiler since he's been around a long time. But his family gets killed, and so he he adopts this sort of. It's almost like a Batman kind of um, personality or main t- mentality, you know, his family being killed. But unlike Batman, which for the most part, with a couple of exceptions, uh, you know, here or there, but generally Batman has this code and a rule he doesn't kill. You know, why do you think he's still going after the Joker after, you know, 80 years of Batman? <laughs> I mean, but um, but Punisher has no compunction about it. if there's a bad guy, he puts him down, basically, you know. So, um, so that's, that's the big difference there. So yeah, I'm watching that and the, the Lovecraft country show that's on HBO max, trying to keep track of where all these shows are. Uh, that's a crazy show. I I am liking that one quite a bit. It's, it's very weird. Uh, it's very different and it's a little, it's very not straightforward uh, is, is one, one thing I'll, I'll say about it. Uh, oh, and I'm, probably the one I'm enjoying the most is the second season of The Boys. That that show is just just crazy, and it's kind of uh, even though it's ultra violent at times and there's a lot of language, it's kind of there's a little bit of tongue in cheekness to it, uh, and, and and it's it's just you know the idea that that if there were superheroes, the idea that that some of them would be would be definitely not good you know, is, is in, well, I mean, you've always had that in comics, there's villains and, and heroes, right? And the villains are basically, you know, bad guys, and they they have sometimes abilities, and, and they use them for bad means. But the thing about the boys, if you're not, if you don't know about this show, but I will warn you again, super violent. There's, there's some sexual stuff going on in it. There's language, huge amount of language, you will, you will probably never find a show with more uh, I don't like to use the word adult language, but cursing basically than the boys. I, I mean, it, it's it's all over the place. Do not watch this show with little kids around. But the um, but the point is that that I was trying to the distinct distinction. I can't talk. Um, is the these a lot of the characters are are to the outward world kind of they've been they've been. Uh, there's a sort of corporation Vought, uh that um, is is sells them off to the public as heroes, sort of like Superman, right? But they're not good people. Most of them are not good people. They they do bad things. Some of them are okay. Some of them try to do the right thing. But but the main guy, especially the Superman kind of character, who has kind of pretty much Superman, Homelander is is his name on the show. He's bad. He he's just he's basically super messed up in the head for a lot of reasons but he's just he's just an awful awful guy he's 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 insecure he's just he's just he's a lunatic but um that's all i'll say i'm, I'm watching this uh, second season they've been releasing 
most of these shows now, uh, they've gone to this, they're not putting them all out at once, except for the Netflix shows. Uh, the, the Raised by Wolves show, The Boys, uh, the uh, Lovecraft Country, those are all coming out weekly, basically. Um, the um, Raised by Wolves, like I said, they're putting out a couple of episodes each week. But they're they're really definitely stretching these out, uh, which makes sense. The, the content right now, because of COVID, is a little hard to come by. So they've uh, they kind of s- slowed down the release of this a bit. Um, anyway, uh, let's shift gears. So th- those that's mostly what I'm watching. A couple other things, some movies here and there, and some other stuff. I'm watching some stuff on QB. If you guys know what that is, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Q I I Q Q U I B I. It's a little app you can get for your iPad or iPhone or whatever smartphone you've got. And basically, they have these very short little um, shows on there. Well, what they do is they essentially take, I call it a movie, and break it up into anywhere between like seven to eight or ten minute segments. Uh, There was um, The Most Dangerous Game was one that I watched on there. They did this take on The Fugitive. They have some very good actors and people on the show. I'm watching one called Die Hard. With, with with Kevin Hart's in that and John Travolta of all people is in it. Uh, but they're in these little bite-sized pieces. You can sit down and pretty much watch the whole thing if you want in like an hour and a half, the whole show. Or I would watch like a, two or three of them uh, a day and then, and then spread it out over a week or two. They're pretty good though. I'm enjoying it. I, I mean, there's a couple of other ones I want to watch on it on the network, but I'll probably drop the streaming. I think it's only... I did a trial for two weeks free and then $4.99 a month. I might end up doing one or two months to, to watch what I want. But, yeah, it's a cool concept when you think about it. Uh, I'm surprised it's taken this long, actually, for anybody. I mean, YouTube, I guess, kind of does it in a way. But people aren't really putting content up there like a, uh, like a movie or a show in three or four minute bites, right? They're not really doing it like that. Um, so if you got a few minutes, you know, you're, you're eating lunch or, or, or whatever – taking a break from work or, or taking a break from whatever you're doing. And you can watch these things seven or eight minutes and they're not super complicated shows, at least those are the ones that I've watched so far. So it's not like you really need a, you know, to watch 10 of them in a row or anything like that. So, all right, we're almost 18 some minutes into, into this. Uh, I got a new lightsaber. I got a, uh, a official uh, released one, Darth Revan. I think if you go on Amazon, you can find it. It's a Star Wars Old Republic kind of era uh, lightsaber. The the cool thing about it is, and I haven't bought one of these official ones in a while, is it does, you know, the blade goes uh, with LEDs, goes up and down when you ignite it, rather than some of the, uh, a lot of the other ones you can buy from like places, Ultra Sabers, they just turn on and off. It's got sound effects. It actually has two colors to it. It's purple and red. Um, the hilt is very cool. It's It's basically pretty much a metal hilt. I really like it. it. It's got a lot of effects and features that that you know the the lightsabers I've gotten from other recent other places don't have unless you spend a lot more money. And this one really it wasn't too bad. I think it was two hundred, uh, which isn't you know considering all that it can do. I know that might sound like a lot to some, but I mean some of these other guys like ultra sabers to get sound and crazy lights that that change colors or whatever i mean those those cost up to you know five six hundred dollars to do all that you can buy a basic ultra saber for a, you know 150 200 but uh but for 200 you can buy one of these and it does quite a bit more and yeah i like it it's uh 
I'm glad I got it. I, I kind of debated about it. I mean, you know, I've got a lot of lightsabers, let's just say. So do I need another one? Nah, I don't need it, but I wanted it. So uh, what else has been happening? I guess that's about it, pretty much. Trying to still organize all my comics. I, I've, um, I don't remember if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I've, I'm, I'm toying with this idea of getting a storage unit, an indoor storage unit to uh, offload some, basically most of my comics. I'm getting it, some of them officially CGC graded soon. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I think I've gotten to about, oh, let's see, maybe 10 boxes of the 30 about boxes that I have that I've entered into this software that I bought to catalog them. So I know what I have, kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, I could have just made a long Excel list or Word list or whatever, but this software is pretty nice. I thought it was going to be a little easier because I thought I could scan them all by barcode. But older comics, I feel like I have mentioned this on the on the podcast, but I'll say it again. A lot of older comics, e even some newer ones these days, although I think most of them, at least on the backside, will have a barcode somewhere. But um, older comics, which I have quite a few, e even from, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they don't have barcodes on them for the most part. So you have to kind of type in like the name of the comic. I mean, most of the comics I've bought, I, I've got a lot of single issue comics. Like in other words, I'm not, I wasn't reading the series. I would just pick up an issue here or there. Uh, but for the most part, I stick to series that I like, like Batman or Spider-Man or X-Men. So it's a lot of long runs of, you know, stacks of comics and saying, OK, I have, I have issue 200 through 300 of this or whatever. So it doesn't take too long, but I'm doing that a little bit at a time. All right. We are about 20, more than 20 minutes into the show. I'm going to take a short break. We'll come back. We'll talk about AI or artificial um Actually, not really AI, but more like artificial life, not artificial intelligence, because what I'm going to really focus in on is is this ability or this idea of of putting a human consciousness into some kind of a robot or android body that seems to. Um, well, gosh, it started back with Blade Runner, but more about that after this short break. I'm Jen and I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. Listening to Treks Sci-Fi. All right, I am back. Uh, we'll let's talk about artificial life. Artificial, I guess it's artificial life in a way. Uh, again, I'm mostly focusing or want to focus on this idea. It's, it's kind of a long-standing idea in sci-fi, but it seems like it's been more in movies and things than, than in the past, maybe, possibly. I don't know. But uh, I'm mainly talking about this idea of taking uh, somebody's brain, uh, you know, not, not literally their brain generally, but being able to somehow through computer means, and, and it's probably because we're, we're so in the computer age, but the... Uh, the the idea of taking what you know somebody's personality their memories their uh, in a way their emotions their per personality their their whole being essentially except for their physical being and moving that into some kind of another body an android body um spoiler alert for picard a, a real brief thing but uh, actually i won't really spoil anything too much but the the picard season involved a lot of um 
Android type stuff, uh, the first season. So it, it's a, it's a big topic. I only probably want to, you know, touch on a few movies and, and, a, and a comment to, on a few things related to it and, and television. And like I just did, uh, but there was this story at the end of August, uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, he's got this, uh, company and thing called Neuralink, they're calling it. And he, he was, I guess, trying to demonstrate it on, on pigs, live pigs. They've tried different animals and things. But somehow the uh, creating sort of his thing is more of creating a a brain computer interface. In essence, instead of having to use a mouse, maybe, uh, or a keyboard, you, you could use your brain to, you know, Google directly, you know. Or maybe you could use your brain that, that through this neural link thing, it would allow you to pull up an image like, uh, you know, FaceTime. Let's just say p- potentially, you know, you could you could talk to somebody, but but basically in your mind in a way like you were in the same room with them, but through this link, because you would have some kind of a piece of electronics, call it a, a mini cell phone or something embedded in your brain it would connect to it and it would allow you to do certain things or access certain things it's a little bit out there of course he he's elon musk described it he there's a quote here that i'm reading that he says something like it's like fitbit in your skull (laughs) i'm not signing up anytime soon to get a fitbit put into my skull but um but you know science and and technology and science fiction has always been you know at the forefront of these kinds of things you know science fiction thinks about what what might be possible and then technology eventually comes around and makes it happen pretty much for the you know that's a general kind of statement but that's yeah we're inspired by our imagination we're inspired by science fiction movies tv and then the uh the other big uh, sort of related thing to this in in a kind of specifically, I'm going to, like I said, comment and touch on a couple of movies, is this uh, kind of uh, connection to this topic, but also involving death, like the death of a loved one. Well, I don't want them to die. There was an accident or or whatever, and I want to keep keep them around, you know, like, um, so uh, the the idea of like, you know, maybe death isn't the end, you know, as for for someone's consciousness. And then that really, you know, obviously, and I'm not going to get into this part of it. This isn't really my the way I this show is usually. But there's a lot of, of course, ethical kind of questions and, and quandaries and, and things to ponder and think about through all this, depending on possibly how religious you are or other things, you know. There was a line somewhere. I don't know if it was in a Star Trek episode or where where I can remember it from, but I think it went something like this. The, the line went, "If you just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should do a thing, right?" Uh, of course, humans are we're not really good at that, right? It's the genie out of the bottle. I call it effect of you know just just because again you can do a thing. We tend to do a thing if we can do a thing, right? Um, if, if it's, I mean, when you think about this, there's certainly going to be enough people out there that would be interested in somehow, you know, let's just say the technology existed to, to download your consciousness, like almost like backing up your iPhone. What if, what if, you know, you could back up your brain, like you, 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 maybe you had some illness or something and you knew you didn't have long to live, you know, could you 
back up your your consciousness and then have it have it you know redone that um you know there's a lot of again a lot of stuff uh out there that's that that's touched on this subject in different ways altered carbon is a really good example and i've talked about that show already uh on the podcast so i won't go into it in a lot of depth but the premise of that a big part of that show is you have this thing in you in sort of and it's almost like the elon musk thing you have this little thing called a stack embedded to kind of in the base of your of your skull and in the top of your spine you know that interfaces with your brain and it's it's constantly um tracking what you what's what's going on and when you with your life and what you're doing and a lot of things like that and if your body gets injured somehow you can take that disc that little thing called a stack out and slip it in another what they call a sleeve another body and you can pretty much go on your merry way and and it's as long as the that copy didn't get damaged and it was up to date uh, then you would just be you know like you wouldn't miss a beat and uh, I don't know I find this whole thing fascinating I don't I don't know even if the tech was around it's hard to you can't really make a judgment on something it's very hard to make a judgment on um something until it becomes kind of regular and commonplace uh a comparison i would make is um i think even kirk says this line in in, a, in one of the star trek episodes they said you know if man if man could fly he'd have wings you know that's a great line a great quote is that people were super afraid of air travel when it first came around you know that it, it would freak them out we're not man's not meant to fly right but we do right we we and pretty successfully you know, flying by air is, is pretty, pretty safe and pretty reliable. Um, you know, it's, it's frankly safer than driving around in a car, um, statistically. So as, as Superman would say, <laughs> statistically speaking, flying is the, you know, safest way to travel. So, um, but the, um, so what I'm getting at is it's very hard to comment on, on you know, whether you would want to use this tech until it's, until it's, you know, everywhere right and is and is being regularly used i remember here's a quick little side story i remember when smartphones first you know people listening depending on what your age is i'm assuming most of my audience is probably a little bit older possibly not older but not maybe not super young so you know if you remember back before we even really I can, of course, remember, you know, we did not always have cell phones and and I can remember the early cell phones that were basically all you could essentially do is make calls for the most part and maybe some basic texting even. And that was pretty limited. And I remember at that cusp or whatever, and when when like the iPhone and smartphones first started to show up and with all new technology, they're always a little more expensive and not everyone's adopting things right away or whatever. But I remember Lynn and I talking about it, my wife and uh she was like, well, I don't see why anybody would ever need or want that thing, right? Like a smartphone. And and I was kind of always the one that was saying, oh, you know, people are going to need and want these things. It's very handy. It's got a lot of, um, it's too, too handy. And they're kind of addicting for some people, you know, the whole can't put the phone down while they're driving problem. But point is, until you start making something sort of a part of your regular life, right? And, and it's common you you don't you can't really make a real good judgment on whether it's for you or not or whether you want it or not you know it's like a computer or or, or uh, i mean i still know like especially like lynn's parents my parents they're not really into computers that much they they find them difficult um 
and and it's it's not something that you know all of us I think are who grew up with them somewhat you know and everything and in it you know at a, a certain age and especially my kids certainly I mean my goodness they can't they you know they wouldn't know what to do without without that right without their phone or computer type of thing although I feel like my boys are fairly good and fairly not super hooked in um, as much as I see some sometimes I, I this story I remember. I was working at this place at one point, um, and in the lunchroom, there was, you know, this this company had uh, quite a few very young, uh, new people they had hired, and they'd get to be lunch. People go in the lunchroom, and they'd all, all, all the very younger people, you know, ones practically just out of college, would be sitting there around a table eating their lunch with a bunch of other people, but all sitting on their phones. Like, they would be just on their phone, not, and I feel like I'm, I'm tangenting off a lot, so I got to bring this back, but the... Um, but because that's what they that's what they were used to that's what they grew up with rather than sitting there putting the phone in their pocket and talking to their to their you know other coworkers and and stuff and i guess i kind of get that a little bit even i would do it occasionally not usually for the whole lunchtime i try to take a quick look at email or or whatever but you can talk to usually coworkers pretty casually and pretty easily during the rest of the workday so maybe when you're at lunch you feel like okay now i want to check my my personal email and I want to see what's going on on the internet and YouTube or Facebook or whatever. So yeah, I, I kind of get that, but, uh, all right, let's bring this back. Let me talk about a couple of specific things, uh, related to artificial life and, and, and basically keeping somebody around. <laughs> Let, let's start. The first one that popped into my head is this movie replicas with, uh, Keanu Reeves where his family, I, I won't give away a lot of the movie, but it's in the trailer, which I'll play for you in a minute here. But essentially, it's one of these situations where his family dies in an accident, and uh, it's is it is it is his wife, and I think he has two kids, if I remember. I watched this a couple months back. Um, it's okay. It's not the greatest movie. It's not terrible, but you know, it's Keanu Reeves, so what the heck. And uh, but um, but yeah, let me play the trailer for this, and I'll come back and talk a little bit more about this. Uh, this one, uh, this this entry uh, on the idea of of keeping people around or artificial uh, artificial life in a way or artificial android type life where you can take somebody's consciousness and and, and put it into a, a new body and uh, I would say in sci-fi terms in general it never really quite goes as well as you'd hope. We got a donor inbound. Thirty-seven minutes. Time since cardiac death. Seven hours, fifteen minutes. Proceed. Initiate sequence. We are going to replicate the human mind. We are going to take his biological brain, imprint it into that synthetic brain. Stand by to initiate neural imprint. All functions, go. Coming online. Who am I? Who am I? What if something horrible goes wrong? Something already has. 
All right, so that was uh, Replicas. That is the uh, trailer to, and it's not, it's hard. That's not a great trailer to, there were a couple of them on YouTube. Not a great trailer for um, for audio, which, you know, is true with a lot of trailers, honestly. the Some of it, the first half or so, wasn't too bad, but then there's a lot of stuff that happens that you just hear music. So, uh, but um Essentially, that you know, I already told you the plot, and you can kind of understand what's going on. He's a research guy. Uh, it, it's always funny and it, kind of interesting to me that you know the, these movies that come out are, um, you know, like oh, the one guy that knows about this stuff, his family dies. Oh, well, that's that's helpful. That's a coincidence. It, it, they never have the like, or I shouldn't say never. Maybe maybe they have, but it's it's um, it's not like. Man, you know, the, the you know, like Elon Musk is working on this, and then you know, some just some guy, you know, some person out there uh, loses their you know a loved one or whatever, and has to go to them and like please, please bring them back or whatever. Which I, I, has that gone that way? I got to think about that a little bit. But anyway, so um, so there there there's sort of multiple things going on in this, and again, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, let me give you some of the background on the movie itself. Um, it, um, it it's had a couple of different titles. This was sort of a weird movie in a way. It, it um, I think it was retitled at one point Night Visions. Um, it 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 barely got a release out. It, it didn't get very good ratings. Like I said, it it it's. I would say it's is a sci-fi movie, you know, if you want to watch it, you know, uh, and, and you're paying, you know, you're not paying anything extra for it. You're watching it on one of the streaming services or something. Yeah. Okay. But it was a, they, it was a budget of 30 million uh, box office. I guess it made about 9 million. Um, I like the concepts. I, I like some of the tech that they show you in this movie. Um, the, um, there's, there's multiple things with this movie. One getting, you know, trying to basically you know, pull someone's memory, not memory, their, their whole consciousness, their whole life in a way and get it into a synthetic body or a recreated body. Um, but this was from, uh, this came out late in 2018. Uh, technically had some delays. Keanu Reeves, Alice Eve is in this too. Oh, Thomas Middleditch, which I think is interesting because, you know, he's from Silicon Valley. He's in this movie. Uh, and uh, John Ortiz, so it's it's you know solid cast and everything like that. Uh, Alice Eve, I think, is sort of underused here a little bit, but uh, as though you know she is um, uh, Keanu Reeves plays his wife, uh, Mona. Uh, her name is Mona Foster. He's uh, William or Bill Foster, and uh, so um, yeah, it's it's yeah not not again the greatest, but the the. It, it falls into definitely this category of, of you know, bringing people back or, or keeping them alive, you know, in a different way. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say I'm glad I watched it. Again, not, not the greatest. In general, these movies, to me, in this, in this genre, we'll call it, um, you know, the one, that, the one that really comes to mind, the kind of, was at the forefront of a lot of this, almost making androids indistinguishable. Although these were self-created, these were not, they don't really fall into the same category I'm talking about, would be um, Blade Runner, right? The replicants in Blade Runner. But those were, um, they were not uh, bringing someone back. I'm, I'm kind of focusing on that. Um, 
and I think uh, I think that little category is, is to me very interesting. So let us move on. Uh, and so you got Keanu Reeves replicas for your first one. The next one is a movie I've, I've talked about before, but I wanted to briefly talk about it here. Uh, and maybe I'll play a trailer for it, too, is the the movie Alita Battle Angel. Because, one, I think that's a really, really good movie, kind of under, um, kind of a little bit of an underappreciated movie in a way. I, I don't think it gets people, people don't talk about it a lot. But if you haven't seen it, you should see it. I think it's on HBO or has been on HBO and some other streaming services. Came out about... Is it two years ago now? About two years, I think. But um, essentially, this one is is uh, about a scientist kind of guy in the near future and sort of bringing back, in a way, his daughter um, to life uh, through through artificial means and things. So it's a little bit not quite exactly like this idea of what's in replicas or, or a couple of other movies that I'm thinking about or TV shows um, like... Um, altered carbon but the um but i think it's still kind of in that area uh and it's sci-fi and it's good it's well done uh and it and i think it did pretty good at the box office i'll have to check it out while i'll play the trailer for you again if you've uh if you haven't seen elite a battle angel uh check it out it, it certainly is is a worthy movie good movie and and i think um i think i would like to see uh, more of that story because it, it, it certainly there's a lot more they can tell uh, of that story. It's, it's based on a comic. Uh, I think it's a Japanese manga originally. Uh, but um, yeah, here is a trailer, one of the trailers to Alita, Battle Angel, or Battle Angel Alita. You told me the story of the war when the ground shook and the sky burned. Of the ones that survived who awoke to a different world. Where the powerful prey on the weak. But that's not the way it has to be. When I found you, your very human brain was miraculously intact. It's the loneliest feeling not to know who you are. In time, you'll remember. I remember black skies, the light. Leader is new here. It's a harsh world down here. You gotta be willing to do what it takes. Alita, run! My God. She's the last of her kind. She contains technology that have been lost for 300 years. Let me show you something. This body, I feel a connection to it. I can't explain. You know more about me than you're saying. Alita, some things have been left forgotten. And I'll find out for myself. She's threatening the natural order of things. I need you to destroy her, Alita. They will come for you. I'll have to face them head on. I'm gonna need you to stand way back. Tonight is not a game. It is a hunt. Across this new river. 
Yeah, so there you go. There's uh, Alita. It is Alita, Battle Angel. I keep, I keep, I can never remember which way they put those. Ordered it because it's um, it's Battle Angel Alita in the the manga is is that, and then this is Alita Battle Angel. They flip flopped it. So um, yeah, this actually came out in the early early twenty nineteen. So it. Um, in a couple of few months, it'll be uh, two years old. Uh, it was a, it, it, James Cameron was behind the production of this. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Uh, again, solid uh, behind the scenes people. Rosa Salazar plays Alita. Christoph Waltz is in it. You heard Jennifer Con- Connelly's in it. Uh, a lot of great people. Uh, it, it was a pretty big budget for this, almost two hundred million. But it also made about 400 at the box office, 400 million. So it did really well. Um, the um, the you know really some amazing effects in this. I like this idea that um, Alita can't quite remember who she is. A little that's kind of interesting. Uh, and this future world, you know, roughly um, uh, like in the in almost you know in the year 2600, it's like supposed to be like 2563. It says here on Wikipedia. 300 years after Earth was devastated by a catastrophic war, you know, the fall. All these movies, you know, or, or so many sci-fi things say, yeah, the the world's going to have this major thing that's going to happen and, and do, you know, whatever, destroy the world almost. But what I find always interesting about that is if you look at this, the tech, you know, in this um, is, is, although we're still saying it's a couple hundred years from now when the thing happens, but... There's some pretty high-level tech in this, even though the world's been kind of devastated by a war. Uh, but uh, it, there's a lot of heart in this movie. I know I've talked about it a few times before on the podcast, but I, I kind of keep coming back to it, and uh, I really do like it a lot. Um, and uh, it is a movie that I think certainly could use a sequel. I, I think we could uh, we could really... There's a lot more that could be done with her. Uh, and uh, and I, I, this is one of those situations, you know, where it's pretty much a live action but with a lot of computer computer uh, imagery put in and, and the character of Alita for example uh, Rosa Salazar plays her and, and and she looks like the actress but she's still they've made her like this sort of android type character they've kind of repatterned her face she has these very big eyes which sort of match the manga kind of look anyway so it's uh yeah there's a lot here going on and uh Christoph Waltz is just, just you know, he's great in everything too, and he plays this scientist kind of guy that that brings her back. And uh, so this isn't quite the same as as putting a consciousness into, um, you know, into an, a new body or whatever. But it's it's close enough and similar enough that I wanted to bring it up again. Uh, by the way, also the. I should always point out that you know I'm only hitting a handful of things that are in this sort of subject matter. Just things that are that I've seen, things that come to mind. Uh, there's obviously other stuff, uh, but um, the next one I want to touch on uh, quickly is a movie called Transcendence with Johnny Depp. This is from back. Um, this was um, 2014, uh, and on the poster it says, "Yesterday, Doctor Wilcaster was only human." Uh, so this uh, this is a uh, it's it's kind of appropriate in a way because or or eerily kind of weird because the Johnny Depp's character in this movie is sort of a bit of an Elon Musk type of character. Um, but, um, 
here's the one line blurb that IMDb says about this. A scientist's drive for artificial intelligence takes on a dangerous imp- takes on dangerous implications when his own consciousness is uploaded into one such program. So, yeah, kind of like uh, be careful what you work on because it might get used on you. So here is, uh, and I've seen this movie. It's eh, I, this movie didn't really, frankly, do a lot for me. I, I have a bit mixed mixed feelings for it in in a way is, is um, I'm glad I saw it. I, I like to see these kinds of ideas and movies and stuff, but um, I found the character, the main character, one, one of the tricks with, or not tricks, but one of the things I've always mentioned on the podcast related to things that I enjoy a lot, uh, whether it's bo- books, movies, television, whatever it happens to be, uh, the characters I have to kind of care about them a bit, Right. Um, you have to be able to sort of feel for them a little. And uh, like Alita, I, I, I certainly got sucked into her world and her character and felt for her and all that. Johnny Depp's character in this movie, nah, you know, <laughs> like, so, so that, that's a, that's a problem in, in a way, truthfully, I kind of get it. Uh, certainly, you know, they've done television and movies and things about people and characters and stories that aren't really, super likable but um it was hard for me to have anything to kind of grab onto in this movie but here is uh one of the trailers for transcendence with johnny depp the path to building super intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe intelligent machines will soon allow us to conquer our most intractable challenges to develop new methods for the early detection of cancer. To build a better future for all of us. Simply put, to save lives. Once online, its analytical power will be greater than the collective intelligence of every person born in the history of the world. Professor? What did you do? Take out the course. Revolutionary independence from technology, Rift. They hit AI labs all over the country. They're determined to stop any attempt at what you call transcendence. We're looking at five weeks before a system shuts down. When I'm gone, keep moving forward. How long are you gone? We can upload his consciousness. We can save him. Not like this. If we missed anything, how will you know who you're dealing with? Well, my God. Like my mind has been set free. I'm gonna need to expand. I need more power. Get me online. This is no well. Shut it down. Shut it down. It's him. Where are you going? Everywhere. Your friends, they don't know the danger. If she connects to the internet, the first thing it'll do is copy itself. And then there is no taking it down. The real will die. Whatever it is, building an army out there. What is this? Evolution. This isn't evolution. It's an abomination. What the hell's happening? I'm able to fix them. This has gone too far, Will. Stop it! I don't understand. This is the future. This is not our future. Evelyn! You're not here with me. You've changed. Have you fallen out of love with me? No. Have you? If we don't stop him, it will be the end of mankind as we know it. All 
right, Transcendence, uh, Johnny Depp uh, movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly like Johnny Depp. Uh, I mean, I enjoy the Pirates movies, other stuff that he's done. Uh, uh, but um, but this one, like I said, I had a hard time with this movie. Uh, for me, it's the weakest one of the group I'm going to kind of cover. Uh, but I wanted to mention it because it's, uh, you know, it's very much in, in the theme that I'm doing with this artificial life idea of bringing somebody or keeping somebody around. This this is the classic, though, of um, it gets a little out of control. <laughs> I need more power. I need to take over everything in the world, all computers, all everything. Um, this came out in 2014. Uh, it is uh, was about 100 to 150. That's a quite a range of a budget. And, you know, I don't know why they can't get a better idea, but who knows how they get those numbers. It only made about $100 million, um, but good cast. Morgan Freeman, you hear, Rebecca Hall's in it, Kate Mara, Cillian Murphy. Uh, Paul Bettany's in there, uh, and again, it this same kind of an idea. I was going to say at one point in this today's show, I was seeing a trend. Of, it seemed like more of these things, movies, television, or whatever, was more about the guy would lose his family or lose his wife or whatever and bring her back. But this is they flipped it here for for a change where it's the guy that dies and and the and the, and the woman, the wife, tries to bring him back. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. The um, there was uh, there's sort of another movie out there that I've talked about before, a movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson called Lucy that sort of has some similar things in it. Um, not quite like this exact theme, but there's some things that happen in that movie that are related to this. Um, the um, there's a couple of other things out there too. Like I said, I'm not touching on everything, and some of these things I've covered before. But all right, let's get to the final one that I want to talk about. The one I just watched last night that kind of, I liked it. I, I, I did like it quite a bit. Um, at, at first, it was kind of like, mm, you know, as the movie was was going on. Um, I don't want to say too much about this one, uh, but um, this movie is called, uh, It's this is a fairly new one, uh, and it's called uh, Archive. And I, I, yeah, I liked it. Let me just, uh, I think I'll just play the trailer for this one and then I'll come back and give you more, more on it. Um, it, it doesn't have a lot of, uh, a huge cast or anything. Uh, but it's, 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 it was a good movie to watch on a Saturday night and, and just kind of hunker down with. And, and, uh, my favorite phrase these days, hunker down and, uh, and watch, uh, and, and, and enjoy. So, uh, here is a trailer to the movie archive. How's my man? Oh, what, no play, huh? I really hope you're happy there. I'm missing you. A bit. A lot. I'm working on something. To bring you back. I've never managed to connect a computer to the archive before. I waited a long time, and then I saw something. It was you. We had a visit from the archive company. The subject is Elmore Julie Ellis. Term time so far, two years, eight months, four days. She's not ready to go yet. Of course. They think your robots might be based around their technology. We are obliged to act with force, if necessary. You made another like me. I'm not replacing you. But you did it. 
What was she like? She was perfect. I want to go home. This is home. Jules, can you hear me? Do not let her outside under any circumstances. You don't want to be trapped in a box dead. She's gone. I have to try and get her back. I am shutting you down immediately. What do they want? They want you. Yeah, so there you go with uh, the trailer to this movie, this fairly new movie uh, called uh, Archive. The uh, the main guy in this movie, and again, it has a pretty small cast, is Theo James. Uh, you probably know him from the Divergent films. He had a TV show, too. He's really good, actually. He's, I think he's British. Not, I mean, that's fine. I'm I, I just mentioning it as a comment, uh, but <laughs> the... Uh, this movie, um, it just was out. It's on. It's on uh, pay per view type of things now. Uh, it had the unfortunate, you know, it's it fell into this COVID time where it had some super tiny limited somewhere release, <laughs> of, and it made like one hundred and forty thousand uh, dollars in July. But uh, anyway, Theo James, uh, he's George in this movie. And uh, he's working on basically uh, uh, the same kind of thing some of the other movies involved, like some kind of a uh, human equivalent AI. Um, And essentially, you know, the movie is about him trying to bring his his wife back in a way. Um, Not going to say too much. It's it's a very new movie. Uh, Toby Jones is in this movie. Stacey Martin uh, plays George's wife, who's really good. Um, uh, Rona Mitra's in this movie, too. I also say there was uh, he has other early I won't you know you can see it in the trailer but he has these other early prototypes uh, that he builds that that become almost like his his good friends because he's sort of in this isolated lab for the most part in this movie and it, and it has a very feeling if you guys know this movie I've talked about it at one point uh, Silent Running from the seventies with Bruce Dern where he's out on this uh, space. Uh, station place thing and uh there's the huey dewey and louie these little droids that become his little pals and friends um there's a sort of a vibe here like that which i like uh yeah this movie um i hope this movie does um does well because i i think there's some interesting things in this and again trying not to say too much but uh check it out when you get a chance archive with theo james uh, I, I did say this was going to be the last one I was going to cover, but I forgot one that I really wanted to cover. I don't know why, because I think I've talked about it before, and it, and it's it, it predates most of the stuff that I've just talked about a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to remember the year this one came out exactly, but um, it's the movie um, Ex Machina, uh, which, with, which is basically uh, a very much falls into this category. Uh, it's a 2015 movie. I think Oscar Isaac is in it, too. Um, uh, with Alicia Vikander, is that how you say her name? Dominic Gleason's in it. Uh, a great movie, really, really great movie. Ex Machina. Um, you know what? I don't think I'm, I, I kind of want to wrap this up the show today. So I don't think I'm going to play the trailer for that. You guys have probably seen that by now if you're sci-fi fans. Um, but, but definitely check it out. It's, it, it's really, really well done. Uh, the idea of, um, 
again, artificial life, artificial intelligence in a, in a human form. Um, I was talking to Lynn about it this morning, you know, in a way she, she, um, the, uh, she kind of asked me, so what's the podcast about today? And, uh, and, and I said, well, I'm going to talk about like androids and artificial life and, and, you know, creating like human like beings, whether it's from your, your brain or somebody's brain or just artificially. And she says, oh, yeah, like all those robots they've got over in Japan now that are serving people drinks or whatever. You know, the Japanese in Japan, they're going to be the start of all this. They're, that's where they're going to have basically like, you know, uh, she mentioned, uh, I think specifically that I, I think it's some Japanese hotels they're going to be putting in um, robot android like um, people to check you in and everything. That's kind of it's both cool and creepy at the same time. You know, there have been all these shows uh, about um, the concern that that we're going to create these androids. And well, let's see, one of two or three things will happen, right? They're going to take away all regular people's jobs. That That's one overriding idea. They are uh, going to turn on us like Terminator. I, I, I kind of stayed away from talking about Terminator, but Terminator obviously has a lot of uh, this idea in there too. Although those were just strictly robots created, um, you know, to serve us, not the idea. My, my main theme here today was about putting, you know, kind of an Android or artificial life that you can, you know, continue someone's uh, life in their body or, or something like that, more of that kind of an idea, not just building a machine, you know, to help us. But, you know, most of the most sci-fi television movies, you know, this never really, as I said at some point today, doesn't really ever turn out well, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I brought my dead wife back in a, in a new Android body and everything was perfectly fine. It all worked fine. <laughs> um, you know, t tech, I, I mean, going back to my comparison to, you know, airplanes and when cars were first around. You know, technology is always it's it's great, but but bad things tend to happen. Truthfully, to begin with, right? They invented an atom bomb, and look what that happened. But then, you know, it, you know, atomic energy can be you know used for good things if it's done properly. But I'm kind of segueing and, and tangenting again. But uh, I, I really like this idea and this theme and, and this, uh, this idea for today's show. So I hope you guys did, too. I hope you check out some of these movies, TV things that I've talked about uh, on today's show and at other times. Some of these things, again, I've, I've mentioned before. But it's, um, it's been a fun show to cover. Again, I like this idea of artificial uh, intelligence or, and or, you know, hey, maybe I... I I really don't know if we'll ever get to, I, I could see in a crude way you could take somebody's, you know, what they've experienced in their life. Uh, here, here's my final thought, I guess, and then we'll wrap up the show. I think there's something um, intrinsic to somebody, their personality, their brain, everything about them. And, and to be able to replicate that in, in a machine form, could it happen at some point in time? Yeah, maybe way, 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 way distant future, right? But I, uh, but I think that's a long way off. I think, I think crude forms. I think, I think you could certainly, you know, literally program what people have experienced. Hey, I've been to this country, so you know these things, and there've been these artificial like computer programs, right? That are, um, oh, they set them up, and I think there's some AI apps and stuff like that 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 can sort of simulate a, a personality 
And, and the question is, is like, how many questions can you ask them before you realize you're talking to a machine rather than a person, right? But I, I, I think I think we're I think we're way far away from actually being able to do what some of these movies show us. But it's cool to think about. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, and, and maybe one day, who knows? I, I think more likely the, the, the it, more 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 even being done now is the cybernetic side of all this, like the six million dollar man, or would he probably be now the six billion dollar man, which is being able to take machine things, mechanical hearts, uh, prosthetics, uh, you know, any, anything that you've had damage to, and being able to replace that with a with a like kind of a machine-like part that I, I i well is already happening for sure it's i mean that 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 is being done i remember that big story that was always around i don't know when it came out with um i think uh, robert downey jr somebody i think it was a child a, a young person uh, who had lost like a limb and he presented her kind of like using his iron man persona you know with this i think it was a her might have been a him i'm not sure uh, but he presented her with a prosthetic limb, you know, um, kind of like his Iron Man suit, you know, using that. Uh, I we're, we're certainly capable of that kind of stuff. And I think that's going to continue to improve, which is amazing and great, you know, being able to to help uh, people who have been in, injured in an accident or through a disease or through war uh, injuries or or whatever, something on the job like losing a losing some, you know, there's some dangerous machinery people work with and lots of things happen and, and being able to help people with that kind of technology is, is fantastic. And, and uh, I think that's going to continue rapidly. And I, and I think we will, um, we'll be able to help people a lot more in the future for things like that. I mean, the, the idea that, you know, you could eventually even, I'm not totally up on all this tech, but you know, even somebody who, who, who is blind, you know, being able to, you know, like the Geordi example in Star Trek, the next generation, allowing them to see again, it, all that stuff that, that I have no doubt in. And I think we're, that's, that's even again, in, in, in basic ways it's happening now and it's going to continue. So, all right, enough about that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I did, I did a lot, as you can maybe tell, I don't know if it comes across in the podcast sometimes. Um, but, um, but this stuff really fascinates me. I'm, I'm into computers. I've been into computers a long time, like building my own computers. And, and again, the, the, this this interface between man and machine is is only going to get closer. So so there you go. All right, next week I am probably going to have a guest spot. I think I'm going to reach out to my buddy Mark, see if he can do another maybe uh, top ten show for us next week. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Probably in a couple of weeks, I will do that sci-fi comedy show. Just hitting some uh, movies, television things that are fun. I think we could all use a laugh. I always think we could all use a laugh. Try to laugh every day a little bit. Uh, but, um, oh, by the way, complete complete non-sequitur or complete thing just popped in my head, but that that uh, animated series Archer is back on with a new season, which I love. Very, very funny, fun stuff. Uh, and and uh, that just came back on the FXX channel. Does everything have its own channel now? It seems like it. <laughs> we have so many different streaming services and channels. Ugh. Ugh. To, to, to think that we would one day we would wish for, you know, the days of cable where you just signed up for cable and you got all this stuff, right? You didn't have to decide, huh, do I want to sign up for Peacock? Uh, or do I want to sign up for HBO Max or Disney Plus? Or, or or CBS All Access, which I guess is getting rebranded into uh, 
something like Paramount Network or something like that. Param I, I forget what they're rebranding it to. I don't know. Ridiculous. So, all right, everyone, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Wear your masks when you're out. Be careful. This is still bad out there. Uh, and don't let your guard down. So there you go. That's what Rico has to say, at least. Right. There we go. Talking in third person again. Maybe I'm a machine. Maybe we're all just machines. We are machines, right? In a way, just organic machines. So, all right. Take care, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.